0: I am stationary Jeff McQueen. And I'm running Jeff McQueen. We're running a marathon together. And we're best friends. And now we're doing the ultimate marathon training podcast just for you. Each week we will let you hear the training runs and give exclusive thoughts from our brain that only a person training for London can tell you. This is Heavy Breathing. And it's raining. Brilliant. This episode. Injury, recovery, and running through my personal history. Oh, that's a beautiful miss, Uh. Okay <sighs> <sighs> Legs don't feel me now And off we go ...previously on Heavy Breathing. Disaster. Absolute disaster. Disaster, disaster, disaster. Um, Tuesday... ...10th or 11th of January, February... ...out in the sleet and the wind and the snow... ...with the boys from the running club... ...to do just some laps of Lockerbie run bits and just jogging down to where we were going to do them just jogging along doing nothing dangerous, doing nothing not going fast or doing anything daft and my calf's just pinged so my right calf it's just, it's just gone it's just twanged and it's just pain Can't canny run on it and now I'm limping and I'm injured it last year at the track and it was about six weeks to come back from it. This one doesn't feel quite as bad, but... Oh, fuck! The sounds of despair there. With London less than ten weeks away, everything feels a bit serious. And of course, as soon as I put that message out there, I was inundated with uh, literally one message of support.
1: Hi, man, it's Ted. um just waiting for a quick catch-up. I've just been listening to your podcast, which just sad. It made me sad, but um, it uh, it's a feeling I know very well, that whole thing of just wanting to scream fuck because something's gone ping and that. Um, it's shit, it's shit, and I'm really sorry to hear it because it seemed like you were going on great guns, but I'm sure you'll bounce back, and I'm sure you will be back sooner the you go as well. These things have a habit of working themselves out. Like I said, I had a similar thing last year, a week out from the bath half and I was on a snowy run I think actually thinking about it and it was um, something just felt stiff and then something just went ping and I had to struggle home and thought that was it but I iced it and rested up for a week and iced it and massaged it and iced it and on the day I decided to go for it and it was fine and it was absolutely fine so you never know it might be just a short term thing, it might just be a few days off and you back at it. Hope so. Fingers crossed and all that. But um, give me a call and let's have a catch up at some stage. Okay,
0: bye. That's the sound of my best man Ted living up to the name. There, a fellow runner who's uh, trying to make me feel better. Uh, but a week has passed now, and as you can hear, I'm back running. It is windy and it is wet. And it's a Monday night in the middle of February. <sighs> It's the tail-end of Storm Dennis. I kind of... uh, miss the good old days when storms didn't have stupid bloody names. But there's still a bit of wind kicking about. There's lots of water on the road. But I'm running again. And I guess that's what's important at this stage. Ever since I, I signed up for London, I've been fairly worried about uh, getting an injury. I mean, I've already done hundreds of miles. I ran every day in December, and I, I ran, you know, as much as I could through January. Did did some long runs, and so I've I've been working steadily to build myself up for London. Uh, but there's no getting away from the fact that, you know, I'm I'm no spring chicken, and that. What, it would only really take one serious injury to take me right out the game and you know and for everything to be for naught essentially and i don't know if i could handle that you know i hate bloody running <laughs> i hate running in the cold and the wet and to uh, have it all just come crumbling down i'm not sure if i could cope i've done nothing but eat and drink for the last seven days so I can feel myself sluggish and heavy and slow. Whew. Don't think I can afford many other injuries between now and London if I'm going to make a reasonable fist of it. I mean, I'll definitely get round. By hook or by group, you you can't defer if you're running on a charity place, you've got to do it or not do it. So, I'll definitely do it. But uh, I'd like to run it. So, I suppose the serious training starts now. Sorry about the spitting. Spitting is horrible, isn't it? Sorry about that. Mind you, the running is fairly horrible too, and there's certainly something about the first run after you've had an injury which is kind of doubly horrible because you're not sure whether you should be running if you're me, you know, and if you're. Uh, there is certainly a thing amongst runners that uh, we tend to hurry back uh, far too quick. The the not running is actually in a weird way kind of worse than the the running running madness. (coughs) So a quick scan of the body. Feet feel fine. Both of them feel okay No tightness in the injured one Knees a bit grindy Person pushing a suitcase along the wall Along the wall, along the pavement I enjoyed that suitcase sound, did you? That person was, of course, dragging a suitcase down the pavement, not pushing. Pushing would be mechanically inefficient. Just like my running style. (laughs) Actually, in terms of my running style, I've got no real idea whether I'm doing it right at all. I, I taught myself to run through the couch to 5k podcasts a while ago and when I started running I was concentrating on (coughs) striking with my heel and now I don't know if I'm a heel striker if I'm a mid striker or or if I should be on my toes I just feel like I'm lumbering along like a maniac so this run tonight is one of my real regular runs through the town of Lockerbie It's, uh, street lit all the way so I don't need a head torch and the pavements are pretty decent for running although I prefer to run on the road when I can it's a couple of out and back sections so I'm at the furthest one just coming up to the foot of the Hass Hill really it's the 1st mile in now there's turning here that takes me up towards the depot it used to be called Ponzi I don't know what it's called now This it's where and buses and coaches hang out it's down this neck of the woods where I went to school and uh, while I was at school one of the PE lessons or strands that used to happen in the winter in PE was cross country running <coughs> and everybody hated it myself included couldn't run for toffee still can't really but they used to send us out from the school up the Hass Hill and back down it always felt impossible when I try and remember the time I can remember setting off and heading up the hill I can't remember ever reaching the top though. It is really quite cold tonight. I've got a few layers on and I've got my uh, fancy reflective uh, jacket on so that the, the cars can see me. I've got my gloves on, I've got my hat on, um, I'm dressed up. Uh, I look a bit ludicrous because with these micro, I, I wear a sort of three microphones um, and the microphones are uh, have these sort of fluffy black windshields on so it looks like I've got three sm- you know three small hamsters or dribbles or whatever uh hanging on me as I run around in the the dark in my reflective jacket and of course I've made my traditional mistake of uh, being far too cowardly with the weather so uh, prior to going out in the cold I've put on uh, a base layer and a vest and then a thermal thing on top and then uh, long trousers and shorts on top of those and long socks underneath as well so I've put on uh, a huge amount of clothes before I've gone running. And of course, as soon as I start running, then uh, I overheat and I get sweaty. Uh, (laughs) And that makes me miserable and uh, feels uh, stupid because I'm now uh, running around with the sweat pouring off me like I'm some kind of uh, peripatetic water fountain uh, that uh, dishes out only just uh, sweaty and disgusting water. So it's really quite an unpleasant feeling running around, and of course all the while tonight I'm I'm being doubly um, nervous about stuff because you know I don't trust this calf yet, I really don't, and you know it's a worry, it's definitely a worry for me. even though this is a relatively short run it's under three and a half miles as soon as I signed up for the marathon I always reckoned that it was going to be these sort of runs that were the difference between getting it done and not getting it done as soon as I was accepted that in my place first thing I did was buy myself a new waterproof running jacket made sure I had kit that could keep me dry kit that would keep me warm and enable me to sort of pound out these horrible runs you know I've been at work today so I've spent three and a half hours driving spent time teaching and answering bloody emails but but, so you know when I'm home the last thing I really want to do is dress up like a Lycra idiot Put in a high vis jacket and run around in the rain and the wind, but I've got to do it to give myself a chance. I'm running past the ice rink now It's uh, been home to a number of Olympian curlers Hannah Sloan most recently and David Murdoch (coughs) Back when I was a teenager Dr Graham Adam who was world champion at one point I believe Used to curl out there as well. I never did curling but I used to go skating all the time. The weekends in Lockerbie in the 80s were you'd go to the pictures on a Friday night if you could afford it. And then you go skating on the Saturday night. I never Flush. I think we're skating on a Saturday afternoon as well, or a Saturday morning. Uh. Oh. Oh, Going downhill now, which is nice. quite like running around in the dark, really. First of all, there's fewer people to, to see you, and to see your sweaty face, and your terrible running style. I think I kind of run a wee bit like I've got a pole stuck up my jacksie. I think I, I'm, I'm a bit kind of, I feel like my arms and my legs don't really match up, so I, I look a bit stiff. I don't feel like I'm, I run like a proper runner. So running under cover of the darkness is it quite suits me, I think, and also the, the fact I go I think I go incredibly red and I'm incredibly sweaty, so <laughs> the, the less focus there is on that, uh, then the, the less damage I take to my ego vei. in. The calf's still feeling alright. It's not 100% but it's not bad. me on the outskirts of town now approaching the bottom of the hill little roundabout onto the access road the old motorway road if I go straight on I can run straight onto the motorway and die horrifically so I'll turn around and go back into town Won't be talking for a while. Whew. When I'm when I'm running and I'm not listening to music or I'm not talking to anybody, I'm just in my head. And so I'm thinking about stuff or thinking about nothing at all. And I always I always find the whole concept of it all um, intriguing. I got given. Uh, Uh, a book for my Christmas this year by by Murakami his book uh, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running and there's a nice passage in there that talks about this uh, what he thinks about I'm often asked what I think about as I run usually the people who ask this have never run long distances themselves I always ponder the question what exactly do I think about when I'm running I don't have a clue On cold days, I guess I think a little about how cold it is, and about the heat on hot days. When I'm sad, I think a little about sadness. When I'm happy, I think a little about happiness. As I mentioned before, random memories come to me too. And occasionally, hardly ever, really, I get an idea to use in a novel. But really, as I run, I don't think much of anything worth mentioning. I just run. I run in a void. Or maybe I should put it the other way, I run in order to acquire a void, but as you might expect, an occasional thought will slip into this void. People's minds can't be a complete blank. Human beings' emotions are not strong or consistent enough to sustain a vacuum. What I mean is the kinds of thoughts and ideas that invade my emotions as I run remain subordinate to that void. Lacking content, they are just random thoughts that gather around that central void. The thoughts that occur to me while I'm running are like clouds in the sky. Clouds of all different sizes. They come and they go, while the sky remains the same sky as always. The clouds are new guests in the sky that pass away and vanish, leaving behind the sky. The sky both exists and doesn't exist. It has substance and at the same time doesn't. And we merely accept that fast expanse and drink it in. I like what this guy's saying here. I like the fact that when we run we do kind of get a grasp on nothing. Get a grasp on nothingness at all. We're just running. And while we're running we can't be doing other things. And this concept of acquiring a void is <coughs> not the... I'm running away from life but it's just you know it's a space it's a space school on the left Lockerbie Academy it's the school I went to not the same building it's sort of just off to one side of where the the old building was a kind of identical, box standard looking school Weirdly when they knocked down the old school They just For years they left just the big pile of bricks Where it had been It's dark so I can't see if the bricks are still there now it's just a great big Empty space where the school used to be If had more poetry in my soul, I could probably <coughs> turn that into something. No poetry, only spitting. and green on my right ten scores off behind it <coughs> the old sandstone school building on the left that's where I went to primary school until maybe I think primary three or four they moved us to the new building. And then, when I was back at secondary school, that's where we went for English and Biology. And RE. It's strange running past my old school. A large sandstone building where you know I spent my first two or three years in the school system. The building's been disused for a number of years now. It was uh, the academy building like I said, but after 1988 when the, the plane crashed in Lockerbie, it got taken over as part of the investigation into the bombing. And used as a sort of hub for for that kind of stuff for a while, but then when the investigation wrapped up, the place was kind of seemed to fall um, out of use, and the school didn't move back in, and the town didn't take it back, and it's been in a bit of limbo. And I think just within the last year, there's a community group have uh, got their acts together to to take the building on again, but uh, from the look of it, as I run past tonight, it looks in. A pretty poor state of repair, which is a real shame. I hope they fix it. It's <coughs> three miles. Last mile was a bit slower, but it did have the uphill bit. We're getting towards the end of the run now. Still running. Haven't pulled up with my calf. Thank you for listening this far. Uh, You've obviously made it this far. Otherwise you wouldn't be hearing this link. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Remember that this podcast, although you didn't pay to have the podcast, uh, this podcast isn't free. This podcast is a a money-making device. I'm running the London Marathon on the 26th of April and I'm running it for Genetic Disorders UK in order to help them um, and to help all the parents and families who are dealing with the uh, genetic disorders, 1 in 25 uh, families, 1 in 25 children in the UK um, suffers or, or is affected by a genetic disorder rather um, so if you could sponsor me uh, I'd really really appreciate it In fact. If you're listening, you have to sponsor me. I'm not even going to allow you to not sponsor me. So listen to the end of the run and I'll give you the details there. Um, I better shut up now because I'm going to... Running Jeff's coming back. Here he is. (coughs) This is the last street. My calf's feeling a bit tight. I'm not sure whether running on it's going to have done it good and welcomed it back into the fit body fold or whether it's going to inflame it and push me back into further recovery I don't fucking know it's doing my head in round about here when I was running last week where the thing went I wasn't doing anything untoward just jogging down like I am now and right about here that's where it went ping and that was the game so tonight's been a wee bit more successful We're coming up on the half hour mark, and that'll do. So that's my local evening run. A half hour of power and So thank you for joining me on the run, stick around now because here comes the Pantheon of Heroes. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please consider sponsoring me at justgiving.com slash fundraising slash thejeffmccue. The link's in the show notes. And I want to thank everybody who's been super kind and sponsored me so far. Uh, You are all heroes and deserve to live here in the pantheon of heroes. So the first person to sponsor me uh, was Heather A, thank you Heather, you're a superstar. Uh, James T, the legend. Nick W, chipped in, God bless you. Linda C, Paul W, who lives all the way across the world in Australia, thank you Paul W. Neil R, uh, he uh, is the king of banter and I love him. Uh, Gary and Joe L, who are friends of Cruella uh, and who have uh, seen me, uh, who ran with me uh, back... (laughs) ran with me back when I was living in England Uh, Dr Richard H an educated gentleman well done you Uh, Jen P uh, Norman J Andy R uh, Stu B uh, Stupendous Stu B uh, Barry F Uh, An absolute gentleman uh, and an amazing donation as well from Richard S. God bless every single one of you. It absolutely makes a difference um, to my ability to get round the marathon and your money will all go directly to Genetic Disorders UK uh, to help that 1 in 25 children in the UK is affected with a genetic genetic disorder um, and the money is so needed and I'd be so grateful if any of you would consider uh, clicking on the link in the show notes and sending me a bit of money. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'll be back next week with a trip to the seaside. Thank you. Bye.